want to thank you for joining us on this 21st day of January 2021. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If you desire to be saved, if you're looking for a church home, ministry, growth, want to invite you to grow with us and let God be God. We're taking a year with purpose and I hope you are too. You know, certainly God has been good to each of us. He has been good to all of us no matter what, no matter what the situation is, no matter what we have come to face. God is still sovereign. He's still on the throne and that's why we're surrendering. That's why we're giving our all unto him even more. You know, asking the Lord to shine the light on us to search every crevice every crook, every nanny, every hiding place that we may have hid something away it's time to surrender all unto the Lord with that being said I want to just let's just worship for a moment here as we listen and join in to this particular melody you know and giving God glory and giving him honor and praise bless your name Jesus
Have you told the Lord this evening, maybe it's morning where you are, you know, maybe you're getting ready for bed. I don't, I don't know, but have you told the Lord that I've surrendered all? Are you surrendering all unto our Lord and Savior? What are you doing with the life that you have? You know, I, I, I get it. I, I get it. I understand uh, God has given me some experience, um, you know, and uh, there's been some uh, school of hard knocks and, you know, uh, hindsight 2020, all of the things that, that we have uh, cliched. And, you know, I get it. I get it. I know how to flesh wars against the spirit. You know, I know I understand those things. And, you know, and it's time to surrender to the Lord. That is within our will. That is in our ability. You know, I, I told the Lord I would pour myself out. You know, I want no matter what I receive, no matter what I work for to accomplish, the greatest thing that there is, is at the end of the day, I need to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. When I rise up in the morning, I want the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. When I catch myself uh, having a dream, you know, uh, the Bible talk about, uh, let, let me just let me just be transparent because the Bible talk about filthy dreamers. What about your dreams that you have? Are you dreaming about the Lord? Are you dream? Do you catch yourself dreaming in a situation that you need to wake up out of, but you don't tell yourself to get up? You know, you what if the Lord came? That's why we have to wash our minds with his word. That's why we have to be careful what we watch on TV. That's why we have to be careful. You know, for those that are married, look, you have what you need. You have to uh, fertilize and work with the garden that you have in order for it to blossom. And so uh, those that are not, 
you have to do follow what God is saying. You know, there's a right way of doing things. There's a wrong way of doing it. And either God is looking at what we do and saying, uh, good job. You know, uh, I, I'm well pleased. Or he is not. How many things are we doing that are just in his permissive will? And we feel like we're all right when his divine will is what's going to save our soul. His divine will is what's going to catch you up when at the end of your assignment, at the end of the day, it's all about the divine will, not the permissive will. The permissive will will allow you to get a few things and, you know, you uh, you, you might enjoy some things. But what about his divine will? I want to be in his divine will. And so in order to do that, I have to surrender my all to him. You have to surrender everything unto the Lord. You have to learn to overcome the flesh, you know, and that's a process. Matter of fact, Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily. I sacrifice myself daily. Uh, Brethren, sisters, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, our Savior. Listen, we're in the book of Acts, the 14th chapter, beginning at the very first, the verse uh, verses one through seven. I'm going to read. And, you know, before that, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that you would bless your word this evening. Bless those that are listening near and far. Lord God, bless those, Lord God, that are calling upon your name. Lord, pray and ask that you would stir up the mind of the backslider. Those, oh Lord God, that have left uh, from calling upon you and seeking you, Lord God. We pray for them, Lord God, for the saving of their soul. Lord, we pray and ask that you would touch those that have unspoken requests of their loved ones in different situations, Lord God. We pray that your will be done. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would touch, Lord, touch Sharice and her body, Lord God. Lord Jesus, heal her continually, Lord God. Lord, we thank you right now in advance for the healing. We thank you right now, Lord God, in advance, Lord, for touching, Lord God, for peace, Lord God, for nurturing right now. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. We're in the 14th chapter of Acts, beginning at the first verse. It says, and it came to pass in Iconium. I'm not going to be long. I'm, I'm going to be very brief. At least that's my plan right now, you know, as we go into the word of God. Uh, and so I, I hope your day has been blessed. I hope no matter whatever challenges you came that came up your way, you know, when challenges come, you need to look at it as an opportunity. Uh, that the mindset is what makes a difference when we face different challenges. And so the Bible said it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided and uh, part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with the root, with their rulers, 
to use them despitefully and to stone them. They were aware of it and fled to Lystra and to Debris and cities of Lyconia and unto the regions that lieth round about and they preach the gospel. You know, believe it or not, this is not Ripley's, but believe it, it this is genuine. What is happening and what has happened and what is going to happen, you need to take it at God's word, take it at its value. And I'm telling you, it's 100% correct. And so the, the, the word believe is a verb. We're using it as a verb as an acceptance of something as true. You know, I believe Jesus saves no matter what. Jesus saves. He's able to save whomever He's able to save whoever believe and yield themselves unto his word. Now, this belief does not change truth. It doesn't change what's genuine. You don't have to accept it. And there are some that don't. They believe that there are other philosophies, other theologies and, and of the sort that make more sense to them, uh, only that they will find out at the end it is there is no salvation. And some of them already know that. And some and many know that because even in, in in some philosophies, it plainly states that it is not about salvation. It is a philosophy. It is about uh, uh, universal laws and ethics and, and principles that if you apply them, you'll reap the benefit of it. But it has nothing to do with salvation. It, you want it all. And God and God offers it all. So the Bible tells us again in the 14th chapter, it says it came to pass and I come and I come that they went both together, that they both being Paul and Barnabas, because John, who started out with them, had left and gone back. And so these two brothers, these two ministers, uh, Barnabas being a senior of them, uh, was already a minister, already ministering the gospel. And when Paul was converted, Barnabas took him under his wing and, and the Lord is using them to evangelize. And so uh, they went into the synagogue of the Jews, which is of their custom, something they did before. And so spake that of a great multitude of the Jews also and the Greeks. The city of Iconium uh, was a mixed city, which means it had mixed views. Uh, you had a, just like America and so many other places, there is different cultures that exist. Uh, but the word of God was, was with them. And... Uh, they gave the word of God. No matter how many views were given, uh, they still gave the word of God. It didn't sway them. No matter how many opinions or tidbits of truth was added to those opinions, uh, you know, it must be the truth. It has to be the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Now, that's what we're looking for, the whole truth uh, and nothing but the truth. The Bible said they went together into the synagogue and, you know, this was a service day. Uh, unlike so many uh, that say they're following the Lord, but you don't see them in service. You know, there are those that stopped going to service a long time be, uh, way before the pandemic uh, was uh, was out. Uh, people, some had stopped attending service. Their faithfulness had fluctuated because they were influenced by other things, other people. Influence. You have to be careful about the influences because they come from the prince of the air. Yeah, certainly, if it's not of God, then it's coming from somewhere else. And as I said earlier, there's only two places. There's either heaven or hell. And so either you're going to be heavenly minded or you're going to be bound, hell bound. Uh, and so in order to be heavenly minded, you've got to get with God's program. You've got to get with the program. 
And so people are talking about a new norm. Uh, this is a new norm. That's a new norm, you know, the, and all this uh, new normacy. But listen, the, the Bible said that uh, heaven and earth would pass away before his word changed. And so his word is not going to change and convert, is not going to transform into the new norm or anything like that. It's going to remain the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Uh, and so people are talking about the new norm. And, and you know, you have to be careful. Uh, you haven't seen nothing yet. You know, people haven't seen anything about a norm yet. And, and so you need to get ready. You need to get ready for what is really going to be the norm. There was a great multitude that heard the word and they believed it. They believed the word of God. I hope you believe the word of God tonight. And those that will hear this later, I hope that you believe and embrace the word and follow it. There was a great multitude that uh, that heard the word. They heard it. They heard what was said and they believed it and they followed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil, uh, evil or evil affected against the brethren. So opposition is going to come. Uh, there's going to be opposition. There's going to be body opposition is going to be disembodied opposition, you know, and so you need to prepare, fortify yourself for that by knowing that it exists. So if they did it to Jesus, they opposed Jesus when he was physically here on earth. Uh, he said, what do you think they're going to do to the green tree? What do you think? What do you think they're going to do to you when I'm not here? And so uh, this is the experience that was going on at that time. And there is experience of similar today. So opposition is resistance or dissent uh, express an action or argument. The unbelieving Jews, uh, now this would include anyone and everyone that opposed them, that were of the Jewish. Now, when I say Jewish, I'm talking about those that are practiced the, the religion uh, because they are the children of Israel, but their religion is, uh, and what they practice is what we most often refer to. And so the unbelieving uh, Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil against uh, Paul and Barnabas and to disrail them. The unbelieving Jews, those that was anybody and everyone, and surely this would include some of the most influential personalities. You know, it never ceases. Well, it does. I'm not, you know, people are so starstruck that uh, they don't count something as real until a celebrity uh, said, and that's just ridiculous. You know, that's a human being, that's a person just like you, and they are dealing with the same frailties that everyone else is dealing with. Uh, you need to believe the word of God and what God is saying. You don't take the word of a personality, uh, even when they say that they believe God and say that they're following God. Listen, the, the proof is in the pudding. How are you living? What is your life saying? Uh, because you make a gospel song after, uh, no, no, because you uh, get, listen, you have to live this. Sanctification is a lifestyle unto God. Being saved is a lifestyle. It's a commitment unto the Lord. It doesn't mean that a person may not stumble. It doesn't mean they may not fall. But it does mean that uh, that sometime, somewhere you're going to become consistent in your walk with God in order to be saved. And that is certainly what we're praying about, certainly what we're looking for. And it's trying to and encouraging is to be consistent 
with the Lord. They poison the mind of many people. Now, a mean is an element or a culture or system of behavior that may be considered to be passed uh, from one individual to another by non-generic means, uh, especially imitation. Why? So we need to be careful because uh, because you grow up and now the culture it, there in that particular city was being threatened. The people felt their tradition was being threatened. And that was good. That sometimes you need to be threatened. You need to be stirred up in order to get the, in order to understand what is really going on. You need to be shaken sometime. And God has a way of shaking you. He shook me one day. And when he shook me, I, I went to the pastor uh, that I knew of, that I became a member of, and said, I do not want God to shake me any further. I do not want God to put me in the hospital. I, I get the message. I know what God is saying. And and from that day forward up to this moment, uh, you know, God has blessed, and, uh, and it doesn't mean that opposition has not come, uh, because it came immediately. It, with every uh, step as in a brother as being a brotherhood president as being a protein deacon as being a, the second uh, to the uh, president of deacon board as being an associate minister and then stepping into a pastoral ship there has been a devil at every level and so uh, understanding and knowing that opposition will come and opposition does not feel good opposition can be very painful Opposition can will attack your mental, your emotion, your physical. And uh, as the Lord told the enemy, told Satan, said, you can touch him, but don't you touch his soul. And so you need to understand that the enemy will come against you. And so the Bible, the people, uh, tradition was threatened. And the Bible tells us in Matthews 10, 34 through 36, it says, think not that I've come to send peace on earth. I've come not to send peace but a sword, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foe shall be they of his own house. And so that's something that, that's a big pill that, or a little pill, however you want to look at it, is hard to swallow, but it, it happens. It occurs. And even among your own countrymen, it, opposition will come. And, and I heard it said so many times, and I believe it because it said uh, this particular saying is that the word of the word will do one of two things. It will draw you or it will chase you away. And that's what was happening here. Some was drawn and there were those that was chased away. They were stirred up and they began to act out their feelings in the form of, of, of mental execution. It started with a mental them speaking and, and poisoning the minds of others. The Bible says, uh, third verse, along therefore abode they speaking boldly uh, in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Now, this did not discourage the mission. Barnabas and Paul continued to minister the word of God. They didn't stop. Now, minister, sometimes you may feel a certain way, you know, which means that there's a, a lot of mixed emotions because of what may be going on. Or maybe there's something you're looking for that is not happening. I've been on both sides of that. And you may feel it and it may attack you emotionally, but you still have to keep sobriety 
I'm telling you that even if you if you have tears in your eyes, you still got to keep it. You still got to hold on to the gospel plow. You still have to minister to others. You know, people may not get it that the minister sometimes is hit with certain things. Uh, David said, I had to encourage myself. When he found himself in a situation, he had to encourage himself. And sometimes the minister, you don't know it because you may not hear about it, but sometimes the minister is encouraging themselves. Sometimes they're at home encouraging themselves. Sometimes they're at the church encouraging themselves because of what they have dealt with or something that they have to deal with. You don't know. It, 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 so don't think you're alone. Uh, you, uh, the sheep, the sheep uh, have to be uh, under the watchful care of the minister. And so the minister cannot afford to be uh, complacent in their responsibility, as we found out on Tuesday, talking about the shepherds, uh, that you can, we cannot be complacent because someone is dependent on us. And so we have to, uh, I, I don't like using this to everybody, but we have to man up. We have to uh, man up and take that responsibility. You know, God has, is our strength. He has us, but God also knows uh, because he has written in his word and he's already uh, proclaimed it, that we will deal with situations. We would deal with things. And so with that being said, uh, they continued on on the mission. And when the enemy threw insults, when the enemy throws insults at you, you have to know how to use the fuel for fire in your natural life and your spiritual life. If you run up against opposition while on the job, don't uh, take that personally and run in, and, and, but you need to take that and learn how to use it to your advantage. There's a way to use it. That's why I, I'm telling you we're doing our consecration until the end of February. Get in the book of Fe uh, uh, Proverbs. Pray and ask God for wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding goes a long ways. It goes further than money. It goes somewhere. And so you need to have wisdom and understanding. And, and Lord bless your finances. You need wisdom and understanding in order to work with it or you'll be broke. How many people have won the lottery and don't have anything to show for today? How many people have had great positions as athletes and, you know, had the seven figure mark uh, beyond what you could even imagine um, uh, yearly, not, you know, and they don't have anything now because they were not wise. They didn't have uh, knowledge. And they certainly didn't have a good understanding of what they possessed. And so we don't want to do that in our natural lives. And we don't want to do that in our spiritual lives. God allowed Paul and Barnabas to continue ministering as well as providing testimony and accompany them with signs and wonders. But the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. What was going on created a category of two people, those that believed and those that did not believe. Those that were unbelievers were trying to influence those, everybody. And so, uh, but just like Paul and Barnabas was trying to, it was influence those that didn't believe, those that believed, and those that was caught in the valley of decision. Let's not forget about them. There are those that are in the valley of decision as well. A believer receives the word, believes the word, and God establishes it as genuine. Uh-huh. The unbeliever can hear the word and choose not to believe the word, even with signs and wonders. 
Uh, John 10, 37, 38 says, if I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works. They that ye may know and believe that the father is with uh, is, is in me and I in him. I and my father are one. A picture, you know, you've heard the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. But how many, how, many, how much more when you witness a healing, how much more when you hear the prophecy and you see it come to pass, that should that impact our life, that God is there, that God is present, that his, that his hand is at work. The city was split with so much political correctness. I can't say that it is a split today. I, I believe that, that we live in times that are split, that are divided, even as it was then, because there are those that believe and there were those, and there's a majority that do not believe. Uh -huh. The Bible said there is a majority. And so, but the, the, those that are minority have a great impact if we all unify and call upon the Lord. If we all unify and seek God. You know, what is categorized as being Christ-like today is not found in the Bible. You know, I, I was listening to and watching the inauguration here in the U.S. Uh, and one of the things that I, I kind of cringed at was the fact that uh, they talked about a unified faith. I don't know what is meant by that, but, you know, I know what has been meant when I've heard others say it, you know, because they would also back come back and say, you know, whatever you believe. Listen, when we talk about one nation under God then we're talking about a, a nation that acknowledges sovereign God. I, I'm not sure we do that. I don't hear, there was a time when I've heard newscasters say pray and seek God or, you know, mention God in, in situations that was going on that was impacting, but I don't hear that today with so much political correctness that, you know, uh, air quotes there. What is it really, what's really going on? None of the ministers during the inauguration uh, invoked the name of Jesus. They said in the name of God, they, they said, you know, and prayed long prayers that was well thought out and written and everything. But none of them concluded uh, using the name of Jesus, which is the name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the name that we, the Bible said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and save. So why wasn't the name of Jesus used when Colossians 3 and 17 says, and whatsoever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. What happened? What happened to that, to the obedience to God's word that makes a difference? The obedience to what we do, how we act is what makes a difference. We need to consider our actions. We need to understand and know and believe God's word, realize, embrace the fact that how genuine it is so that we act accordingly, that we conduct our ways uh, that are in such a way that God it looks at our lives. And, uh, you know, it's all about showing that the kingdom of heaven is near, the kingdom of God, the principles of heaven, and the kingdom of God, the authority, the power exists. And that's what Barnabas, that's what Paul was doing. That's what they were out doing to both of them. And the Bible said, and when they were assaulted, see, it went from a mental, went from a talk 
to being physically assaulted by both the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. Stoning was used as a punishment for different type of, of disobedience. And so if you recall, Deacon Stephen uh, was was bitten. They ran upon him and, and bit him with their, with their teeth, like, and they stoned him. And during the stoning, the people laid their coats at the feet of a young man that stood by, and that was Paul. Paul stood there in agreement, and now look what's going on. He's he he took it, then he watched it, and now he himself. The Bible said when he is doing his conversion, uh, when he went to Ananias, uh, that the Lord told him that he's going to be my servant and he's going to suffer many things. He's going to be able to take a licking and keep on taking. He's going to be able to do it. And, you know, when I'm not Paul, you're not Paul. Uh, and there were so many others that that took a licking and kept on taking. And so therefore, that's what even makes it more uh, that uh, that we ourselves have to look at the example that has already been presented before us and follow those same examples that if they shed it, they shed their blood, uh, holding on and calling upon the name of the Lord. What make you think that you can just skip to the loo, my darling? What make you think you can just shuffle along? and just half step and everything's going to be all right. And people have shed their blood and have gone through suffering to, to preach the gospel then and even now to minister the word of God. They were aware of it and they fled when they found out what, what the plan was, when they found out what the people was, was had intentions were, they fled to Lystra and Derby, the cities of Lacona, and they continued to preach the gospel. They continue. Let's believe the word of God, knowing that it is genuine, and let's continue to minister the word of God in our lives. Let's continue to minister his word the way we live. See, I could stand, you can stand, others can stand uh, behind a podium, on a corner with a megaphone, wherever. You better live this, your life. Live the life that God has called you to live. That is what is gonna make the difference. That's the difference. That's what's gonna save your soul. Barnabas and Paul said, hey, I'm, I'm gonna live this no matter what. People may not believe it. I'm into this. I'm giving it my all. Give it your all in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Listen, if you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord, if you, if you need to rededicate your life, do so. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, that's the only, those that was baptized under repentance, those that was baptized under John the Baptist, and uh, they were rebaptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. It's the only baptism that you'll find throughout the word of God being uh, executed. And so uh, there's for remission of sin. And, uh, so get in a Bible-based church, one that believes the word of God, that's going to preach, teach, exhort, encourage you to do the same. Oh, my God. Bless your name, Jesus. Listen, uh, this, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed.